0: Hello and welcome to episode 128 of the Worldwide Shelves Podcast. It's your host Matt back again after what has been a month uh, between me, Carlita, and Jester. It's been a nightmare to get a men's pod, and then between me and Wayne, there's also been problems as well. So we haven't been able to get a women's pod either. Um, but we are back with a women's pod, and it is not Wayne uh, joining me today. It is a new guest. Uh, she's appeared on the Worldwide Shelves channel. Um, a part, as a part of RMJ Journalist po- uh, podcast um, and she's great uh, Carlito introduced me to her and she's great, she speaks a lot of sense uh, she's from sunny Brazil uh, which is always good to have a South American on the pod um, South Americans do know a lot about football it's Jess, Jess how you doing?
1: Hi I'm doing great um, thank you so much for for having me and for inviting me It's it's wonderful to talk all things to Chelsea and particularly about the women's team who I think deserve a lot more attention and are just unbelievable as we know
0: yes I mean the the, the Chelsea men's season has been a lot uh, is not it's been a long long season and I think we're glad that it's finally over um, to have some peace and some actual less stress but the women's—they bring us so much joy. You wish it will never end. Um, they are a fantastic team, and we will just speak today about celebrating how great they have been this season. Um, starting with, we'll start with the league because why not? Won the league again um, after a bit more of a harder run. Um, we've actually been challenged, I think, for the first time properly in a while. Um, I think Man United offered a good challenge. Arsenal fell away because of injuries, but were still there and thereabouts. Um, but there were still three or four teams in to win it going into the last few games. Um, Jess, do you think that's good for the league that it was so tight this year?
1: Absolutely. I think it's it's always nice to, to, to be competitive and even Manchester City, who um, weren't as great as they normally are in the league. Now you can see, like, for at least four teams they are very, very good uh, with City, Arsenal, United and, and Chelsea. And, you know, it just makes it a lot more exciting, a lot more fun. I mean, we lo- all love football, so having top managers, um, you know, top players, it, it just elevates uh, the league and elevates, um, you know, the, just the quality overall. So it's great for the players and it, it's, it's also great for the fans, for the viewers. It's just fantastic. And long may it continue.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you've even had Aston Villa, who obviously don't have the funds like the big, the, the other big four clubs do have, but with Rachel Absolutely. Daly being top goal scorer, fantastic, um,
1: fantastic. Even, fantastic. even
0: they've provided a challenge. I mean, I feel sorry for their season because they've been so far away from the other teams below them, but not just not close enough to provide anything in the title race either. So it's been a bit of a boring season in terms of where they're going to place because I think they've known they've been in fifth for a long while. Um, But it's great to have them um, improving and hopefully they can potentially get close to the big four if they can keep their squad together, which sounds like they will. Um, But despite the competition, Chelsea end up being four in a row in the league. Um, It almost seems as if winning the league is just normal for Chelsea women right now, isn't it?
1: In a way, it, it's I would say like it's normal because it's it's fun, but I also don't want it to take you know just as how can I say it? like to, I don't want it to to diminish the you know what 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 the women did you know what our players did because I think this season particularly we had to deal with injuries and important injuries you know Frank Kirby, Panihader uh, for the majority of the season, um, um, and just seeing. Um, how they stepped up even at the end, you know, where we, we obviously had, um, we, we, we had. Oh, is, I Oh, think sorry, sorry. Oh. Carry on. Okay. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, as I was saying it's just injuries. We had important, particularly at the. end, we didn't have like Millie bright and Kadisha was injured. And you know, obviously we had those um, games in hand over um, United, but just to to see them not drop the ball and how mu- how much it meant and just if if, if there's one word to to describe um, the squad for me is just like mentality. they're just such warriors and they keep proving time and time again that they they can' compete that they will fight and even going a little bit away from the league and, and to the champions League, um, just how they perform at the camp new with with the injuries that we had and how the, how much it meant to them. It's just fantastic. So it's it, as you said, it is a a little bit like um. i I'm not. I don't want to say expect it to happen, but we, at least we expect to fight. Like we expect to be one of the teams com- competing, obviously, and but it, it just shows how incredible they are and how. Um, how great the squad is as a whole. There's a lot of quality there there in depth as well. Even if um, you can see key areas that you need to to address in the window and that we're going to talk, I think, in a little bit about. Um, but it's just fantastic. They they just make us as fans so proud, I think, uh, of being Chelsea fans.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're spot on with the kind of injuries aspect. Um, I mean, as you said, Neil Harder out for majority of the season Um, even when she was back she was good in moments but I don't think that was her fully fit I think that was her still getting back into the shape of things Um, you've had Fran Kirby on and off all all the time I think it it almost seems as as soon as Harder Harder came back Fran Kirby went and then Harder went and then Fran Kirby came back for a little bit before going again Um, not to mention you had Melanie Leopold who only came back in January after uh, obviously having a baby, which that's hard enough to come back with as well. Uh, Cuthbert's been out injured and then you mentioned both the centre-backs, Millie Bright and um, Kadisha Buchanan being out as well. I mean, playing one of the best teams in the world um, in Barcelona with a makeshift back four for two legs. Um, the fact that we still took Barcelona to the end was fantastic. Um, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. I think I have seen it quite a lot on Twitter this season that um, Chelsea fans going, oh, we, we haven't won the Conte Cup and we haven't won the Champions League. We've only won the FA Cup and league. That's a bad season. And it just makes me laugh. I mean, it makes me happy in a way that at least we're at that level where, we, where people can say that t- winning two trophies is a bad season. But I still think it's a hell of a good season, um, I think.
1: Yeah. I think for me, less... a with, with, with the Champions League, what, what was very striking to me was uh, we already um, played without Millie Bright in the first game at home, but it, it wasn't such a good game from us, even though, as I said, the players were always fighting, but um, the structure was a little bit off and, and, and I think we made a, a couple of mistakes. But then to go from that to the away game at Camp New, just the the amount of change that I saw in terms of formation and how, you know, the occupying position from the players. So the fact that Emma could see that and change and even the players themselves and, and we performed. For me, it was actually one of the greatest um, games of the season to watch and to be proud of was that uh, away game just to see you know they they didn't lose. You know they they don't draw games. Camp new. they did. You know they were playing at home. In my opinion, the best uh, team in the world. And we just went there, and some could say that we even deserved to, to win that game. Um, I think we were wonderful. That I was just so proud. And as you said, the fact that we had our our, our back four completely changed. It was just fantastic.
0: Yeah, I mean, as you said, they are the. I mean, apart from Leon, who we already beat, um, mm-hmm. were are the best team in the world, and we've got to look at two years ago when we lost four nil to them in the final and got comp- comprehensively outdone. Um, we played fantastic, especially at the Camp Nou. Um, I do. It's, f- it's- go. On. Oh,
1: so sorry for, for interrupting. Um- I was just thinking, like, as you said about Panuhajra, she came back at the end of the season, and, and you could see it was so important for the league because you could the impact that she had. Um, she was just so important at that very last stretch of the league, and you just keep thinking, what if she was, you know, she had the capacity to impact that game or those games against Barcelona as well? What if we had Nuri Bright? So it just makes you feel, I mean, it's sad in a way that we couldn't have those players with us um, at their top level, but. At the same time, it makes you optimistic that we know what we're doing, even though obviously Pernille Harder, Harder has gone away. We're going to talk about her replacement, I think, in a little bit. But just the to know that we are capable of, and I can see us growing, and I can see us. I think. I think it's. I'm I'm just a fan, but I think it's that trophy is going to be ours. This is not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. I'm positive.
0: Yes, I think as long as Emma Hayes stays with Chelsea, I think. We it will be ours sooner rather than later. Um, and then Arsenal women can finally quieten down about them only being the English team to win the Champions League, uh, even though they can't really talk about their men's side of it. But there you go. Um, but, yeah, I think we've got to look at, obviously, how how that game went in terms of the Champions League if we if if we didn't switch off in then first four minutes and let Hansen have the easy eat the, the easiest long shot in the world, we wouldn't we 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 would, we would be thinking we'd be talking about previewing the Champions League final right now, um, and seeing us beat go and try and beat a Wolfsburg who we always lose to in the Champions League. But it would be a fantastic run run and a fantastic end to the season. But it is what it is. Teams are allowed to slip up. Um, especially a Chelsea team that, that, may I add, only lost two games last in, in the league and one of them was the first day of the season to a dodgy penalty um, against Liverpool, um, who we should have beat, really. Um, and it was what it was. Um, but I think it's just... It's wonderful, this team that we're building. Um, I, I look at the team and I think there's so many good players and usually if you lose... Your captain and arguably one of the best players in the world. Usually, that's a sign of oh no, here we go. We're going to have another rebuild season. Um, but with Chelsea women, Jess, it it doesn't seem that way. It seems like that's fine. We can just go again, and we can go again stronger, can't we?
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. And and that goes just to the the quality of of depth that we have. Um, when you think about Gudo, who in my opinion was our player of the season, she was absolutely fantastic. Um, she just stepped up. Who, um, uh, you know, obviously, as I say, I was saying, Sam Kerr, who's fantastic. Lauren James, absolutely wonderful. You know, to to have her her you know, just. The improvement that you saw after first season is just outstanding. And now obviously with a big contract and uh, it's just fantastic. I, I don't know. They make me so excited because you can actually see a plan there with squad booting. You can see a plan with, we know when we have to replace the players. We, we already know what we're going to do before it happens. And that's, you know, amazing. We don't see that a lot in men's team or in women's team.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd actually. I, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd even argue that, like you kind of you said, Kadisha Buchanan. For me, I said at the beginning of last summer that is an Eriksen replacement set there already, and you could see Ericsson wasn't playing as much. I think towards the end, obviously, injuries happened, and she got more game time, but she was having to fight at left back, which is not her natural position, um, just to stay in the team, um, and that's the captain. Um, but yeah, I, I think this team is so strong and so fantastic. I'm I'm glad I'm not the only one that voted Gura Wright uh, that wanted gura Wrighton to be a player of the season. Uh, I think she's one of my favourite players and she had a fantastic season. I think obviously give it Sam Kerr with with all the goals she's got, um it's the obvious choice, but I think has done so well in not just assists but goals as well. Um that she she probably deserved to get more Praising and she did. I think even they say, they're talking about the, t- the women's Super League team of the season, and apparently is not going to get in that, which is beyond me. Um, I suppose they'll choose Lauren yeah. Hemp, Lauren Hemp is Lauren, Lauren Hemp, but there you go. Um, but it's been a fantastic season. I mean, the other trophy that we did win was the FA Cup um, against Manchester United, which is always good to win it against the second-place side. Um, it was at Wembley, uh, I was, happy, was lucky enough to attend the game um, among with 77,000 other people, um, which, Jess, isn't that fan- fantastic to see in a domestic game, a uh, domestic final?
1: It's absolutely fantastic. Um, it's just, I remember I was obviously not at Wembley, I was watching um, at my, my cousin's house, actually, I, I made my whole family watch it, um, and when the um, when it when it was like there was like seventy thousand people there, everybody was shocked because it's not something that you see at least not here in Brazil. And obviously, I'm I'm a fan of, of women's football. It's something that I, that I want to see with, with the investment. And you know, um, our men's team here is a, um, the stadium that we had for the World World Cup because my city is one of the cities. That, um, that we had World Cup games in, the, the men's World Cup. Um, it has the capacity of 60,000, something like that. And to just see that many people in a woman's game, it was just absolutely mind-blowing. I got goosebumps. And it might not mean a lot to, to a lot of people, but it meant a lot to me. I had tears in my eyes. It was just, it was just fantastic uh, just to celebrate the game, to celebrate the players. Such incredible players, um, the quality of football that the, the players provide it was just it was fantastic,
0: yeah, I think even to put a caveat onto that that it probably looks like it was going to be more I mean the game ticket wise did sell out, um, yeah, but obviously as as usual in the United Kingdom at the moment, train strikes is a big thing that 's going on at the moment, and um, obviously you could see. Chelsea end of the Chelsea-only section was completely full. You couldn't see a seat anywhere, whereas the United section, obviously they have have to travel half the country to get to Wembley. Uh, you could see that some people just chose not to turn up because of the trains, um, which is an unfortunate thing. But the fact that even with trains, still 77,000 people turned up. Obviously, you had uh, the Flemissima, uh in the beginning of April where we had... Near enough, again, a full Wembley, uh, over 80,000 people for that. Uh, obviously, England coming on top against Brazil, which is, it is what it is. Uh, it's nice to see uh, oh, England. It was, it was fantastic,
1: to... by the way. That, the finalissima, the finalissima, we call it was yeah. uh, It was a fantastic. For me, again, it was absolutely fantastic because I remember I was talking to my friends. I had... A, from 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 England as well, um, and I was expecting us to lose by a big margin actually, and just to see the girls because of, in terms of we see a lot of Brazil is a little bit behind in terms of investment, and in, in I always use England as as a how can I say it like as a as a model of how things should should happen because in this relatively short period of time we just saw the women's game just grow so much with with the right choices and, and the league just keeping a big um, jump in my in my eyes in terms of quality um, and so I didn't expect us to put such incredible fight and it was fantastic I remember at the end of the game uh, Lauren James we talking to Carolyn who's a Brazilian player and they were exchanging jerseys and it was just so wonderful for me such a, a huge celebration of the sport um, it's going to be it was going to be very like I'm going to take that memory with me it was, it was great
0: yeah, I mean, and also, I was,
1: congratulations again. It was it was yeah. in February, I think, right? But but congratulations.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I was I was again. I was at the game because uh, I thought, why not? A chance to go watch a, a Brazilian national team doesn't come very soon, uh, very often. So I thought, let, let's see it. A final against Brazil. It's a bucket list, and it it ticked the bucket list and see England actually lift the trophy live. Um, so it was nice to see. And again, I, I was worried about how much fight would be in the game because we had Australia as well uh, a couple of days later. So I wondered whether they'd prepare for that game a bit more. And obviously you do have that aspect kind of like the club world cup where you see that Brazilian teams and the more South American teams in general have a bit more fight for it. But Obviously the European team is usually the better team. I I, I had that worry that our Brazil going to uh, pose a little bit of a threat to us. And they, you did, You, you, you fought very hard. Um, I did think we could have put the game out of reach in the first half, but is what it is. Um, but it was great to see that. And again, with the FA Cup, great to see um, the great crowds that they are. And hopefully that can continue more and more and better and better each year. Um, in terms of the FA Cup final itself, obviously it wasn't the best of games in the world. I've seen better games uh, live. Um, but Sam Kerr doing what Sam Kerr does. I don't really know how else to uh, describe it um, other than Sam Kerr, just being Sam Kerr. Um, she just scores in finals. She consistently scores against the big teams, which I find other people like Bunny Shaw struggle. Uh, they like to score against smaller teams. Then when it comes to the big games, they don't, they go missing. Um, but Sam Kerr really helped us out. and As, as well, again, in that game, Pillow Harder coming on, changing the game. Um, what did you think of the FA Cup in general?
1: I Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Um, you know, the, the quality of the players was there. The intensity was there. But uh, as you said, we, we, we saw better games. It was just a bit nerve-wracking. Um, we missed a few, you know, the passes were not there. Um, but at the end, Simker doing Kerr things, as you said, hashtag Simker scores goals and all the cliches that you want. She steps up um she's uh, in the big moment. she's a big game player um fantastic and it's just an honor actually to to watch her play for us and to care so deeply about Chelsea you can see how much it it, it means to her every time she scores a big goal and yeah and it, it, it's it's i think it's it's a testament to this team that you know the the closer team that we had to Chelsea this year Manchester United and we we beat them for for the FA in the FA Cup and we beat them in the league it just shows how incredible Chelsea is
0: yeah I mean I, I had a bit of a I, I, I really wanted us to stop Man United winning uh, a trophy because I just at the moment I, I have res- for Arsenal their competitors and I have respect for them because they are a team that has been a women's team for a long while and have truly been involved in the women's game whereas obviously United are jolly come late uh, four years in um which I think I always thought was a bit of an embarrassment that a club like Man United never had a women's team till four years ago. Um, but yep. to be fair to them, they have had a they have a brilliant development, and I think Mark Skinner, who's a manager I don't really like, um, I don't like the way he manages um, and sets up his teams, but has done very well. And hopefully Manchester United can keep this going. I do think they're going to lose a few players oh, this summer, think, yeah. Um, so I wonder how they're going to shape up next season um, but it will be interesting to see how they go um, but it, 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 was, it was a great final and again li- watching Chelsea lift another trophy all the, what I like is all the players come over, they, they sign shirts, they sign autographs, taking photos, even though the press was trying to hound them to take photos of themselves they didn't care, they wanted to come over and see the fans which I think you would never see in a men's game, which I think is brilliant to see um, and that's what I really like about the women's side personally um compared to the men's at the moment um but obviously moving on to kind of new season um it will be coming up thick and fast after the World Cup which we will get to into in a little bit but um Chelsea are already starting to do deal deal business announcements have already been made you've got a few announcements that are everyone's waiting every single day to be announced um starting with the new signing uh Nusken. Uh, from the German League, um, attacking midfielder, but can also play defensively, can also play box-to-box, very versatile midfielder. Um, Jess, what do you think of this signing? Do you think it's going to be another great signing for Chelsea, especially done this early on?
1: Um, I'm going to be very honest. I I don't know if I can talk about her particularly in terms of me having watched her that much. What I did do, however, I read a lot about her. I saw a lot of videos in terms of analysis. So I'm just letting you know that I don't have like the first hint knowledge of her playing. But I did talk to a lot of people that do have and they explained to me how she operates and and I know for a fact that Chelsea have been following her for a long time. Um and and you know, and, and you're gonna see that with a couple, I think of the signings that the women's team are going to make, are going to make this, um, this summer is, is you're going to see a lot of long interest and, and paying out at the end of, of, you know, those players coming to Chelsea. And, um, I think it's a, from, you know, what I, the research, I think it's wonderful. And everybody was on about, oh, we have a DM, we have a DM, um, because it's, it's, it's a key area that we needed to invest in. I wanted a midfielder for a little bit, um, and obviously, we have Sophie Ingle, who who had a, a wonderful game recently. Um, and But, you know, she's getting older. And and just, again, it, for me, it just shows the, the ability of this squad in terms of planning. And we said that's, this before, but the fact that it's, it's long-term, the fact that we're looking at the players that are a little bit older and they're going to uh, sadly be moving on in, in the near future or... Um, and just it's fantastic. And it also addresses, as you said, um, she can play a, a lot defensively. I even saw that in, in, in a couple of games, she even played centre-back. Um, so I wanted a defensive midfielder for, for a long time. I think we, we lack that a little bit. So I'm just excited to see how she does in a Chelsea shirt.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I've kind of been the same. I think I've looked at Chelsea in particular this season and I I do, I do like to... I think when you've got such a good team you really want to try and pick out the little faults um to try and make yourself perfect. And I do I have always looked at Chelsea and gone well, if if we want to win the Champions League and if we want to take it to the next level um I do think we need to, we needed to control more games in the midfield um particularly from attacking areas and defensive areas um I feel when you, we came against even this season, teams like Arsenal, teams like Manchester City, I think we sat back a little bit and tried to rely a bit more on Sam Kerr on the counter, which I think is fine in one-off games. But I think um, to get through and win against the big teams consistently um, as we do and as we want to long-term, I think we needed to have a bit more a bit more pl- uh, of a playmaker deep um, who can control the tempo, almost like a dare I say it, a Jorginho-type player, <laughs> an Enzo-like player, um, just to help control the ball. But also, I wanted a defensive midfielder that also can keep the physical side of it as well. Um, and I think Nuskin, the bits I've seen of her, I, I haven't seen, again, lots of her because I, I don't sit watching uh, German women's football uh, too often. Uh, I've watched her a little bit in the German national team and obviously seeing that she is in the World Cup squad for the German national team is... A good sign already to see, um, but she looks she looks very she looks like she's good on the ball, uh, very good on the ball. As you said, she's very versatile, and I think Emma Hayes likes players that are versatile. You've seen Neve Charles, Jess Carter um, do very well from them sort of roles. Um, so I hope that she does come in and does very well. I think she could be a more Panilla harder type signing replacement, maybe more. Um, maybe we'll look because we have looked at other midfielders. I mean, you've got uh, Guerrero from um, Paris Saint-Germain that we've been looking for and made bids throughout last season. So if we were to go back in for that, that's a, that is that is the defensive midfielder, definitely. And maybe Nuskin moves a bit more further forward. Um, but it's fantastic to have them options. of You could play different players and at different times and just the opposition don't know what you're going to do, uh, which is fantastic. Because um, I always look at, our midfield and I look at the profiles of midfielders we have and we have Cuthbert who is very good, very energetic bouncing about a lot but not necessarily defensive or controlling the ball too much um, I look at Lawyer polls I think she most controls the ball um, but obviously she's yeah. still getting back into it um, from uh, giving birth which is as we said a, h- a tough thing to do um, she's doing very well from it then you have Sophie Ingalls we've explained getting on a little bit and looks like she's slowly been ever so slightly phased out. Had to come in yeah. a bit more towards the end of the season. But then you've got Jesse Fleming who is a forward player playing a bit further back. Um obviously you've got Frank Kirby who is out at the moment and it always worries me with Fran when she's out for a long period of time because obviously it's with her it's not just in injuries you have to worry about. Um but I think we've all we, we we've we have I always feel we have too much of that same number eight box-to-box midfielder and not enough of the other two. Um, So hopefully we can invest in that and kind of rejuvenate this midfield, not as much as the men's, but a little bit more um, to make it a bit more fresh. Um, Obviously, the next player that we are potentially looking to sign, um, she's obviously left on a three and I think is going to be an out any day now. All of the uh, transfer journalists have all kind of said that she is Chelsea, going Chelsea's way. And that is the Canadian left-back slash centre-back slash, again, plays every position, uh, Ashley Lawrence. Um, Jess, obviously, w- left-back has kind of been a, an option that we've kind of struggled with since um, losing Joanna Yo- Anderson last season, obviously playing a bit of Ericsson. Bit of Carter, Neve Child is now kind of fitted into that role, but obviously I don't know whether Neve is going to play there because Neve plays a different position every year. Um, But is this another good, another reason? Look, uh, sorry, is another way of Chelsea fitting in a hole before you even start the transfer window?
1: Absolutely. Um, If you look at the squad um, before before the summer, before any signings, and you ask, um, I think. Fans of the women's team, they would say, well, we need, obviously, we need to replace whoever leaves, like if Peniel Harder, Erickson, um, but we needed to invest in fullback. We needed more defensive midfielder, and um, in my opinion, maybe uh, someone that could cover um, for some care, um, as, because obviously Harder that, does that a lot. So we addressed the, the defensive aspect of the midfield, I think, with Newskin and now... Addressing the fullback option with with Lawrence, as you said, she can also play in the midfield. She can also play as a centre back, but I'm hoping and you know, I'm I'm looking at her more as the, the fullback option, and just to allow also Charles to to play as a winger, to play as a forward, which I think it's it's where she's she's best at. Um, so I'm very very excited about this if if it does happen, and it, as you said, it it very much looks like it is happening. So, but I'm um, the one that I'm most excited about. I'm waiting for you to say, so I'm just gonna let you say it. But yeah, the yeah,
0: I one. mean, yeah, I mean, as I said, we, a left back has been a bit of a concern. I, I think I would like to see her play left back um, and stay as a left back because I think you have now got Eve Perisay, works very well on that right hand side, and she was a great signing in the summer. Um, I think having that option. Um, at left back and an option as experienced as Lawrence is, uh, winning again, winning multiple Champions Leagues. I think this is the, this is the point. And also
1: of- um, something that it's it's kind of obvious, but it but it's it, it's important as well. Um, her relationship with Kadisha, um, both being in the Canadian national team and 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 it helps with with already knowing each other, and knowing the, who you're playing with, and and obviously that helps a lot.
0: Yeah, I think having that chemistry. Um, in that centre-back position, it, it really helps, especially communicating with your full-backs and your centre-backs, and um, I think it will be very important and work very well. Um, obviously, as you said, Charles could hopefully move into uh, the wingers. Obviously, you've got lots of good options there. Obviously, Laura James, you've got Guru writer you've got Joanna uh, Ritter and Kanarudu, who I think needs to step up next season. Uh, I think I've not been as... Uh, as happy with her performances overall, Um, but I think she's still got a bit more time to bed in. Um, You've also got Alshua Abdelina, who I don't know if will go out on loan this summer, but if she doesn't, she's there, and I hope she gets a bit more time, because I think when she's played, she's played very well. Um, So you've got a range of options for Chelsea, uh, and Charles can add to that.
1: one, one, One player that we haven't talked about, but I think deserves a shot, is Kankovic. For me, she has been great. The, her ability to pick up passes and like the long range range of passes and just it's it's her vision. Like her vision of the game is unbelievable. I'm very very happy with it, with the signing. I I had I um, talked with friends who were very big fans of her before she she came to Chelsea. Um, but watching her play for Chelsea and getting to know just how she reads the game has been wonderful. I think she can be. Even more important for us in the future. I have been enjoying her very, very much. I'm so, so happy with her playing for us.
0: Yes, definitely. I think she. You see it with Emma Hayes a lot that signings, unless they're the big signings, your big cannons and your Lawrences, your Kerrs, and that. Emma likes to bed in players slowly, um, and I think Kankovic has had that this season, um, and I do think in a way. I think Nuskin will get that again this season. I don't think she'll start all the time. I think Kankovic will take that attacking role as her own um, for this season and Nuskin will come on and prove herself and then it will be a big fight between the two personally um, and maybe a bit of Jesse Fleming as well um, for that role um, which I think is exciting. I think I like how Emma does it in terms of Beds players in because you see it with Chelsea men's. Claire comes in has a poor half a season like Mudrick and then suddenly people are just calling him rubbish, he's never gonna succeed and that she he should go out the door straight away. Which I think Emma kind of calms that down and let allows these players to really settle into the club. And I think it means you doing that, you you get more success out of science because you, you you take the pressure off them and I think that's uh, very good from that. Um, but as you, you did say, uh, there is the backup to Sam Kerr. Um, or the competition to Sam Kerr um, that would be the final position Chelsea players want. And again, this may be answered already before um, the World Cup has even actually finished. Um, it's it's a sign in that I, I I'm, I'm kind of for the viewers just edging out a little bit. I'm I'm not going to I'm going to say it very very edgy out. Everyone's waiting to hear it, but um, she's a player that has won many, many trophies and looks fantastic. And again, he's potentially being on a free transfer, which is fantastic to have. Um, that is Caterina Macario, um, obviously Brazilian-born American footballer, um, playing for Leon, represent Leon for a, a while, um, and is a fantastic player. Obviously, Jess. You'll probably know her better a little bit better than I do, uh despite being obviously despite a plan for America, obviously Brazilian born. Um tell us, is she going to be fantastic for us?
1: Yes. <laughs> Simple answer, yes. Um the, expect- the expectation is yes. Um I think she's coming in as a like the Peniel Hodder um replacement. Like we knew Peniel was gonna go. Um the interest in, in Catarina has been um uh, very very long um she has talked about wanting to play for Chelsea before um even moving um, to to to, to Lyon she's absolutely fantastic she can cover again multitude of roles um in the forward, forward area i think she's coming in as a as the panel harder uh, replacement like one in one out um but she can cover um for Fusemke. they can offer rotation there I, I would like to talk a little bit about Micah as well. She's a young player that is, is already a Chelsea player that's out on loan. Um, fantastic player. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I'm, I'm expecting huge things from her. I've been following her along this year. I'm so excited for her to come back. She's also another player that can play along um, everywhere at that front line. She can also uh, offer cover for, for Sam Kerr. So I think both... Macario and and Micah can offer that. Um, But I'm just so excited for her. She is one of those few players, very much like Pinhohaga, where you just look at her play and you know there's something different about her, about her ability, about her way to to, to read the game. Um, She's just a a top player with the potential to be world-class player. She was born in Brazil. Um, Her parents are Brazilian, obviously. Um, she, they moved when she was a teenager to the U.S. because of her dream to to, to play the sport, and they thought um, that she would have the, the, the best options in the, the United States, so she represents the United States. Um, but yeah, I, as my Brazilian hearts, is a little <laughs> it's a little sad because obviously I understand why she's representing the U.S. Um, every her whole professional career, everything was was from there. But at the same time, I'm just so proud of her and and to have at least for a little bit. Um, the Brazilian quota also in the women's team is fantastic, and I'm so so excited. I think this one—it's uh, so hard to say that it's done. It's it's, it's happening because obviously it's not official, and, but I, I, it, everyone is saying it's gonna it's gonna happen. So I'm just excited. Hopefully we're gonna see an announcement next week, and this is one that I'm I'm most excited about. I think she is going to be incredible. And if she, it's much like new Hodder. If she can stay fit, I think she can have a tremendous impact on this team. She's such a winner. Um, I don't know. I'm just so excited. I'm, this one, I'm just so, so excited.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's a, it's an exciting player. Um, obviously, we, we haven't had in this team a lot of Americans or Brazilians, really. Um, so, to have one that is technically ticks each box... Um, would be great. And she's, she's fantastic. Um, I think, as, okay. as you said, she can play a harder role, but she can also play the Sam Kerr role. And I think it will, re- it, the depth in this team, people think it's crazy now. This team is just going to be phenomenal um, in depth. There will be and at again, least two or just, three players in each position.
1: Yeah. Just, just again, it just highlights for me that the squad planning, and I think it's something that we have to keep talking about because it's something that it's important for us to, to look at and to see it as a model where you know Peniel is going to go. So you already have that, you know, a free transfer um, lined up to to replace her, um, to, repl- to replace not only what she does or what she can offer. Because, because he, let's say, um, Peniel is one of the best, absolute best players in the world. So replacing her is a tremendous, difficult task. And in my opinion... Uh, Katarina is one of the very few options in the world that can can you know have that star quality that you say, "Okay, we found our Pernille hotter replacement. and and the fact that Emma Hayes were, was was able to do that for me is outstanding. And um, everybody is so heartbroken that the the left. But then there then you look at who we're bringing in um, possibly <laughs> for now possibly, um, and it just makes you so excited again. Um, for for what this this the site is building, um, I mean it's already built, but it continues to build, and it's just incredible to see.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't I don't think we're going to be waiting long. Hopefully for them signings to be officially announced, I think Chelsea are just biding their time uh, and waiting um, to announce that. Um, and I think wow, our team is going to be scary, I think. With Man United potentially losing Russo um, and a few other players, they could look not as strong next season. Manchester City, I don't really, I don't really understand why they're giving Gareth Taylor another contract. But
1: I let's think see. They does, to be honest,
0: um, and then Arsenal, uh, yeah, Arsenal might get Rousseau back, but they still lost. The-
1: our half as well. Um, yeah, um, yeah, but I think
0: that's that. Arsenal are still going to feel the effects of the Mead, Mead injuries. injuries. Um, how are they going to come back? Leah Williamson as well. There's, there's They still con- might not be fu- fully flowing next season, um, depending on what signings they make, of course. So I think Chelsea could really just put a storm on this league again and then make a real, real challenge for that Champions League and take it to teams like Barcelona, who we could arguably have as good if not better depth than they even they have which is amazing to say um and it is all down to the planning of and the manager of Emma Hayes um who is fantastic um and did scare fans a little bit um last uh, after on the final game because i don't know whether it come out more on other channels um worldwide but she was asked whether she was she will be here next season And Emma Hayes, in Emma Hayes' style, didn't answer the question properly. Which naturally made everyone start shaking of, well, what's going on? Because obviously, with Emma Hayes' contract, it is there for as many years as she wants, as the club wants. So, either can come out at any time, and either can stay in at any time. Um, Obviously, with some sort of notice. Um, But... With how brilliant Emma Hayes is, uh, and I, 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 don't think, I don't think we will we, we have a disagreement on how good Emma Hayes is, but it would be such a criminal thing to lose her uh, anytime soon, wouldn't it?
1: Absolutely. I think you know a lot of people sometimes try to like, to pick apart certain decisions, and, and I understand that, and that's part of analysing games, and you're never going to agree with a manager's decision 100%. That's, that's impossible. But you just have to look at her track record. Um, you know she's a winner she's a mentality monster um i for me the 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 best example uh, was actually um the 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 game against Barcelona again that the to 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 compare the away the home game with the away game the little tweaks she 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 made um and and that made us that much more competitive um her ability to to build the squad as you pointed out her ability to Um, to bring players in and and what she did for me with with Lauren James in her first season. And and just look at Lauren James now. She knows when to play certain players. She knows how to develop players. And you can see even in in the transfers when you have a new player coming in and just how highly they talk about Emma and and their will to play for Emma and just also her love for the club club and, and what it means to 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 be at Chelsea, to play for Chelsea, that transcends her, that goes to the player. And you see that on the pitch as well. Um, and recently obviously we had the 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 Lauren James new contract and and she mentioned Emma almost at the same breath of okay, this is my home to play for this club, to play for Emma. So and 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 I don't I don't see—at least not now—how you can separate the two because Emma represents what Chelsea is about. You know the passion, the winning mentality, and and, and the respect for the fans, and, and just you know putting your heart out there. Um, and obviously, she's a tremendous um, footballing mind. She understands the women's game. She's so has been so important to to just for the improvement of that game um, and and the winning culture um, and. It's just I'm I'm such a huge fan of hers and and obviously I think every Chelsea fan should be or is already a fan of Emma Hayes and and long may continue. Um, I don't want her to leave obviously and and the dream is for her to to win a Champions League with us.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think it it it, it, it we I think we will win that Champions League very soon. Um, I think within uh, it could be next year maybe the year after, but I, I don't think it will take too long after that. Um, but I think it will be fantastic um, to see this team. Uh, and we, I hope Emma Hayes does stay. I do wonder when we do win that Champions League, would that be the time where Emma Hayes starts to look and proceed elsewhere? Um, mm-hmm. Personally, I don't really see where she goes in the women's game. Um Outside of, um, I, I, I guess the England team would be a yeah a I natural progression. That, yeah. But
1: mm-hmm. will
0: Serena Vigman leave anytime soon? Um, the only would, that would
1: be great. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I
0: If there were if there was someone to replace Emma Hayes with, I wouldn't mind if they swapped. Yeah. So I think they're both yeah, good. Yeah, no, but
1: I I think, yeah, obviously. I mean, when you think about the future and after she wins the Champions League, will she go? I think maybe, but it's it's not a problem for now. Uh, I, I, right now, I'm just thinking she has to stay until we win that Champions League. And when it comes, then we, we're going to see what happens. But either way, she's a legend. She's an absolute legend.
0: Yeah, I mean, whatever happens. I mean, the only natural progression I think that would make her want to leave would be going to England uh, going to the men's side and taking a the job there but I think that will be very hard to bridge that gap um, in a first first team choice so uh, we'll have to see how how and what happens with that um, but um, going into we'll, before we finish um, we'll talk about The Women's World Cup that is coming up uh, in July in Australia. Uh, Obviously, not the best timings for both of us um, to watch football, but it is what it is. Um, Are you looking forward to the World Cup?
1: Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Um, I think even uh, like the last Women's World Cup was the first time that I saw Brazil um, watch the Women's World Cup. Um, I would watch it. I had friends who watched it, but like Brazil watched the Women's World Cup was the first time. Um, and and I remember I was um, at a restaurant, like a, a bar, a pub with with my friends and we were watching the game. It was Brazil against France and obviously Brazil went out, but the game was so just such high intensity. France, in my opinion, were probably the favorites at the time to win the World Cup and and already. And um and at the end of the game, I, and I, I looked around and like the men that were at the pub just stood up and clapped. And that memory is embedded in my brain because I, never in a million years when I was growing up, because I was, I was always a, a football fanatic, um, I, I would imagine like this, uh, you know, men clapping over a women's team um, because they just felt so represented by the the fights that the the girls showed on the pitch. And so I'm just so excited for the the this World Cup. Obviously, I watched the Barclays, so it's going to be a lot of, of, of players that I know from there. Um, I also um, watched a lot of, of, of the U.S. Um, National League as well. So I'm just so excited. As you said, that the timing isn't great, but I watched Brazil win the, the men's side, win for the fifth time, and it was in and it was the, the similar time frame. So at least I have that to, to rely on, to say, okay, maybe I have good luck with this one. Um, yeah, I'm just expecting for high quality games, um a lot of Chelsea players, so I'm just looking forward to enjoying that.
0: Yes, I mean, kind of talking about a bit more about England um and we'll talk about a little bit about Brazil specifically. Um, do you have high hopes for Brazil in this World Cup? where do you expect them to get to?
1: Honestly, you know it's complicated for me with the women's team in Brazil because um, for so long, we didn't see a lot of investment um, for the women's game. Um, in recent years, we see a lot of the the big clubs in Brazil start to invest a little bit more. So we have like Corinthians, Palmeiras, you know, those sort of teams are, are beginning to invest in the women's team. And, and we can see um, a lot of Brazilians playing in the U.S., which we didn't see before. We saw like one, two, but now we have like a flood of, of them playing in the in their the. In the U S national league. And obviously that's good for, for us because it's, it's a highly competitive league. Um, but I don't like, I don't think anyone expects Brazil to win or to do anything like that. I just, for me, it's just a window for, 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 for the girls to showcase their talent and to put it in, in the fight and just be proud to represent the country. Um, it, it's a completely different development stage. And in terms of expectations from, from the men's side, and I think everybody understands that. And it's just the, the, the struggles that the Brazilian players, the the female players, go to 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 play for their country and to actually uh, be able to play the game that they love—they're so huge. And to just see them and to see them fighting for Brazil and to see them, um, you know, making their dreams come true—you know, playing the World Cup—it's just it makes it makes me, and I know it makes a lot of people, just so proud. So for me, it's just a window—a window for for more for more people, uh, particularly more Brazilians, to be more engaged in the women's team to see that there is quality there and that they know how to play the game, they understand the game, and yeah. So I'm just expecting them to to put up a fight. Hopefully, we can go we can go long. Semifinals would be great, uh, but yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just so so open to it. Like no expectation except enjoying the game because I know they're going to make us proud no matter what happened. I just know they're going to make the country proud.
0: Yes, definitely. I think, obviously, as you said, it is, it is a different state and level at the moment. Um, but, I, fingers crossed, um, Brazil can have a, at least a good, a good result, as I said, quarterfinals, semi-finals, potentially. Um, and then you the nation can start developing there, hopefully. Obviously, you said a bit more fun, funding is going into... Um, the, the Brazilian football women's football in general, so hopefully that can improve obviously you do have Englands side as well uh, big high hopes obviously being european champions um won um, 30, well, went 30 games unbeaten to Australia and Sam Kerr of course, who else uh, stopped us from doing that uh, going 31 games unbeaten um, but it's going to be a little bit more tougher. Uh, obviously, facing USA, who are still one of the best teams in the world um, at the moment, and having no Leah Williamson, no Beth uh, Mead. Beth Mead it's, obviously, you've got players that are not now in the team that were in the team for the Euros. Um, do, you have, do you think England can go all the way? Or do you think it, with the injuries, it might just be a bit too much for them now?
1: I think they can go all the way. Um, as you said it's football so anything can happen but in terms of quality England is it has unbelievable amount of quality and, and for me um as a Chelsea fan I'm just excited to see Chelsea players I think Millie bright is a rock and uh, i i i i I expect to see her leadership skills translating on the pitch as well um and I'm excited for for Charles as well jess Carter obviously um i the quality England have it is it, it's. I won't say they are the only favorites, but I think if I were to bat on a couple of favorites, definitely England will be up there. They were my favorite for the Euros, actually. Um, but yeah, definitely one of them. One of them, as you said, I think the U.S. is always is, is always up there. I think the French team um, is fantastic, but they have been struggling with injuries as well, right? I think Katoto is is one of them. Um, yeah, who's out. So I think in terms of injuries, maybe. F- maybe friends will struggle a little bit with that because I would put them like in, in, if they have everybody's um, fit would definitely be um, one that I would point out as my favorite, but I don't know how, how the injuries are going to impact them, but England is definitely out there for me.
0: Definitely. Well, I I was, I was looking at the kind of route to the final to see what England will have to come up against. Um, And my God, it is probably the hardest uh, route possible, um, so I think if we do win it, I think it will be well deserved, it won't be one of these easy draw things, I think the round of 16 it will be either uh, Canada or Australia, um, which mm-hmm. obviously Olympic champions One, the other yeah. is a host nation, then it would be uh, Germany in the quarterfinals. so again repeat of the Euros final, um, which yeah. will be interesting, then it will be France in the semis, potentially, um, which, again, I know, obviously, we spoke about the injuries, but France, again, a very good team. Uh, we're also semi-finals in the Euros. And then, obviously, potentially, United States in the final, um, which you don't really get any harder than that. Um, but as you said, I'm looking at the really looking at the squad announcement now. I mean, having a forward... The set of forwards of Rachel Daly, Beth England, Lauren Hemp, Lauren James, Chloe Kelly, yeah. Katie Robinson, Alessia Russo.
1: Fantastic.
0: It's not you can't get much better. Even even in the defence, you've still got Millie Bright, you've still got Lucy Bronze, Jess Carter, Neve Charles, Alex Greenwood, Esme Morgan, who I was surprised got in over Maria Letizia, but okay. Uh, and obviously, you've got Lottie Moyer, who is also a bit more experienced in there as well. Um, was you a little bit surprised that Steph Houghton didn't maybe get called up for a bit of experience at the back alongside Millie Bright?
1: I don't know. Not really. <laughs> no, I don't think I wasn't expecting her to, ke- to get the the call up. I don't know why, but I wasn't expecting it.
0: Yeah, I mean, she's had a bit of a, let's just say, a slight falling out uh, with
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Serena. So, obviously, not being picked. Um yeah. And I understood that she didn't get picked because of her injury, uh, and that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, and she has done okay this season uh, for Manchester City, um, and I, I do would understand maybe the experience. But obviously, as you said, I mean, having I assume the fr- the the back four was going to be Neve Charles, Alex Greenwood, Millie Bright, and just uh, Lucy Bronze. That is enough experience in there as as you can. Obviously, you've got. Jordan, I,
1: yeah, as as you said, like if if you were talking about a side that had absolutely no experience at the back and you think about bringing one player that might not even play or might play a little bit because of that experience it makes sense but as you said when you have that much experience at the back then bringing someone in because of the experience doesn't make much sense um I'm such a huge fan of that right? that is just you know, she, she's such a rock um, in, in terms of the way she plays and also in terms of leadership and experience. She has it all. So I don't, I don't know how I can get much better than that.
0: Definitely, definitely. I mean, it's going to be a fantastic World Cup and I'm going to be looking forward to watching games at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, obviously, for you, it's going to be even earlier slash yeah. later. Uh, I don't even know. What would what what time be in Brazil? the games.
1: it's it's like um i think it's like 12 uh 12 hour difference so it should be like in let me check it's really because like so it's, let me see what time you said it's gonna be for you like 6 6 a.m so for me it would be like 2 a.m
0: bloody hell ah. yeah. a completely different aspects i mean i suppose for you young people go out clubbing that is a normal time to drink <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to drink and watch the game, drinking at 6am is not the best thing to do. Um, so, it will be an interesting experience to watch it. Um, and, um, of course, you can't uh, rule out people like Australia. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic World Cup. I can't wait for it. Um, um, and it will fill the summer up with some good football, uh, despite people saying, oh, we've got nothing to look forward to this summer. But it is what it is. Some people will just not watch it, whatever, no matter what. Um, before we finish, uh, we might as well talk about the men's for a little bit. And one particular subject, since I have you on the podcast for the first time, and obviously we haven't, apart from Carlito, just waxing lyrical about him um, without as much knowledge, um, about Andre Santos, um, the wonder kid from Brazil. Obviously, you haven't a Brazilian on. Why not talk about Andre Santos? Um, obviously, has been out on loan. Uh, back um, to his parent club, or was his former club, um, has done well in the under 20s World Cup as far as I'm aware. I've watched little bits of it, I haven't caught up to lots of it. Um, but are you, my question to you is do you think he'll come back into the uh, Chelsea squad next season and play a part, or do you think that's too early for his development?
1: Um, I don't think it's too early for his development, but but at the end of the day, it's going to be about <clears throat> what what um, what Park wants and and how he sees the squad because he's a player that oh he is a manager that has always said that young players need playing time. So I think he will. It's going to be a lot of factors going to is going to are going to have to be considered about how many players we're going to sell, how many players are we going to bring in. And depending on that, if he feels that he can offer adequate minutes for, for André, then I think he, he, he will stay. If not, then, then I would very much like for him to get along um, uh, in Portugal. I think it would be great um, for him to go there. Um, but I don't think it is too soon. Um, I think it is too soon to see him as an absolute starter. I think it would be demanding too much of someone who never played you know, for a club outside Brazil. Um, and to have him already in the in the, the Premier League at such a young age, it, it, it would be expecting too much, maybe too soon. But I think he can definitely contribute and get minutes. Um, he is a player that I like very, very much. And for so long, you know, with young players, here's the thing, with young players, um, a lot of times they don't develop like you see them in the early years. That's normal. So there's always a bit of risk with any young player you're talking about any big prospect but for for a long time I saw Chelsea go after um, Brazilians even young Brazilians that were never the hot shot they were never the the hot prospect and when um, Chelsea went after Andre he was at that time he still is but you know at that time that Chelsea went for him he was one of the 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 biggest prospects that Brazil had Um, he's one of the names that everybody said oh you have to watch you know, you have to watch this kid. You had you have to watch out for him because he's gonna. You know, he's he's one that we're putting our hopes on to be that midfielder for for the Brazil national team. And so I think in that sense, Chelsea were great. They were spot on. They went after the right prospect, um, uh, not only for what Brazil expected of Andre, um, but also um, for the the squad that we had and and the. Uh, the, the midfielder that I think that we needed. So um, Andre is someone that can play in a defensive role, so he can play a, the DM role, but it's not the best position for him, even though he can be wonderful there. He's absolutely wonderful, but I just think that it um, when you have him as, as the seating DM, you lose so much with him. You lose so much because he's great going forward, and I think even for people that haven't watched him um a lot. You can you you see the tweets, you see the news of oh Andre scored, Andre scored because he's so good at going forward, great header of the ball. Um he, he you know his shots are fantastic. He he for me so he's much more like a box to box midfielder. Um, and if you're watching the the World Cup now, the, the the under 20s, you can see that with him a lot because we have Mahon, who is another player from 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 Vasco, who can um, seat a lot more, defend a lot more, and it allows Andrei to to go forward a lot more. So you will see him um, at times almost as a winger, at times as a second striker. Um, so he he is, I'm just I'm very happy with him. So there are two things for me here what do chelsea see him as do you and i think we see him as a as a a, a box to boxing tour i do i do think so but do you want to to maybe restrict him to that seating role so i have questions about what the club sees in him and 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 how the clubs club wants him to play and 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 the other question is also as i said this the, the squad building because I wouldn't like for him to stay with the squad and to not have minutes as we saw with, with Chukomenka this, this season. Because it's not going to be, obviously not going to be good for his development. So first we need to answer the questions about who's going to stay, who's going to go. And and because we also have like Casade, who's fantastic for you to not another huge prospect. You have, you have Lewis Hall who had um Chukomenka. Komenka. so those four players are all good prospects and they're all very talented um, and it's at, at the end of the day it's gonna come down to Pochettino but if it was up to me personally I would keep him in the squad because I think he can offer a lot um, and if Nicola conte stays which is a big question now but it would be someone that I would like Andre to learn from um, so yeah right now as, as you know for the, the men's team there are a lot of questions in terms of, of the squad um so it's hard to answer that but yeah. Again, if it was up to me, I would I would keep him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he's a fantastic talent. Um, obviously, I haven't seen lots and lots of him in terms of actually lots of game time because it's not easy to find uh, some of his Brazilian uh, league stuff. Uh, and obviously, watching him every now and then in the Brazil uh, squad, um, you don't see a lot. But the way I think you talk about, and I know we spoke before about how as you said there, there are players that regionally in brazil get hyped up but not necessarily nationally uh, and that's where people can buy players and not they not maybe not succeed but as you kind of said nationally everyone rates andre santos uh, in brazil and everyone universally looks at this kid and sees he's going to be the next big thing i think we do i do think we have to take time but i think carlito keeps saying to me let's play Kasady, let's play Santos, let's play everyone, let's play Selena. And I'm kind of like, no, these kids are 17, 18. They've got time Mm -hmm. on their hands. Do not rush them, especially with standards of Chelsea fans right now. Um, That's why I would still keep N'Golo Kante for another year or two, just even as a squad rotation role to edge these players in.
1: yeah, I think and as I said, um I'm so sorry to interrupt you again. <laughs> um as I said, I think uh, the Portuguese League would be fantastic if he does get alone there, like especially if he goes like to to Sporting, to Benfica, to Both one of these um huge clubs where he can play in Europe, where he can, you know, have experience at the the, the top level of Europe, either Europa League or Champions League. And just uh play week in, week out, can also be very good for his development. So we have to trust Park and, and and how he reads him. I think he's gonna come for, for pre season. I think uh I think Niza said something about that, about him being um looked at in preseason and I think that's where where the decisions are gonna be made.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think it yeah, I think it's wise to have him in preseason and then look to maybe get him on potentially alone. Um, to another club particularly maybe a club that we are potentially getting another South American from
1: Um, that would be great in
0: a second it'd be great uh sweeting up for certain deals but um potentially to people have potentially mentioned a Brighton if we're going to go get Casado and bringing and you know our good Brighton are bringing South Americans through and guiding them um to be good players but I think there's so much talent on his hands and so much, he's got time at this football club so I, I don't think there's a need to rush him into the squad just because we lack midfielders at the moment um, and we'll see how it goes. Um, but another player, another South American that is ready to sit in the Chelsea squad and play uh, that we could potentially sign, we'll wait and see if Chelsea can do it, is Manuel Agate uh, from Sporting Lisbon. Again, a player that I haven't watched a lot of sport in Lisbon, so I haven't seen enough of him to make a proper judgment. Um, and I do have some, con- not concerns, but just little things that I am uh, not questioning a little bit. Um, but what is your opinion on kind of Manuel Agate? Um Do you think he's a right fit, particularly next to a player like Enzo?
1: Um, um The short answer would be yes. Um, I I have watched I watch um, the Portuguese league um, I leave it in Portugal for for a little bit so uh, I watch a lot of the league I try to watch um, Sporting Lisbon and particularly Sporting sport Lisbon uh, Benfica and Porto a lot um, and with Gattuso it's it, it, it's it's crazy because he was the um, like the understudy the sub for for Palinha, who's now at uh, Fulham. And at the time where there was the, the transfer news about maybe Paulinho leaving and, and what was going to happen, a lot of the fans, uh, mostly the entirety of the fan um, the fan base of Sporting, did not think that uh, Manuel Garte could do such a good job of, re- of replacing uh, Paulinho, but he did. He was so great that they allowed Paulinho to, to leave. And um, again, when you there are a few things that you have to take in mind. With the young players, you obviously, obviously look at OK, this is a talent, this is potential, Potential. we don't know how that's going to translate. So there's, there's the obvious risk um, inherent to that. And also that risk also exists when you're talking about moving uh, to different leagues. So when you have a player coming from a different league um, to the Premier League, you're going to be, OK, I, I love this player. He has proven, um, at, you know, at national level, he has proved in the league that he has the attributes, but how it translates in the Premier League, um, it... it um it's different so there's a, a risk inherent to to actually it's inherent to any transfer but particularly when you're talking about moving leagues um so having said that he is one that i think would be a great fit one because he is doing what polinha did and in my opinion he's doing it better because he's a, a better um he passes the ball a lot better than than polinha does um at sporting and we already saw what how uh Palinha, Jean Palinha um dead is doing at Fulham and how he fit in with that team and, and how well he was able to do um in 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 England. So I think that's that's a good, let's say, like track record or something to look at. Um the second thing is the his style. So I would look at him if I had to describe someone as like a destroyer or a very defensive midfielder, he would be that guy. But at the same time that I don't like when people say that Casemiro cannot pass the ball, I don't necessarily love when people say Ugarte can't pass the ball. He can pass the ball is not his best attribute. I wouldn't say is his, you know, it's not KDB level. It's not Enzo level. But if you're looking for someone that's going to tackle, that's going to fight, that's going to win you possession of the ball, that's going to carry the ball um uh, in a way similar to Kovacic in terms of, of, of the length of the field that he can carry the ball without losing it. Um, he is that guy. So I think he would be wonderful um, in that sense. The two main main things for me is that um, if you're talking about headers and the defensive aspect with set pieces and all that, that's not his strong suit. So it's something that you have to look at and you have to find ways to manage that. Um, and the second is just the amount of cards. So, um, if you're talking about yellow cards and all that, again, you, you look at Jean Fantinier for that. Uh, it's something to look at, but I think he would be a great option. So for the DM role, I particularly like, I know it's it's a, a player that divide opinions, but I like Declan Rice very much. I also like Caicedo very much, and I like Lugarse very much. Those are the three names that I like. Um, people uh, throw in Lavia a lot, but I see Lavia more as a box-to-box midfielder. I don't really love his defensive uh, stats, but Anyway, so I think Ugatha would be absolutely incredible. He can work in a in a pivot with, with Enzo finish this perfectly. But you would have to address, as I said, the, the part of the set pieces and, and maybe with your center backs, maybe with the fullbacks, and and how to work around that issue. He can also work in a treatment midfield um, if as the sitting DM, and you get someone box to box with maybe like someone like Andre in the future, or even Caicedo, who's who we are linked with. Uh, but yeah, this is one deal that I'm very excited for if we get it over the line. Um, obviously, he's been linked with PSG as well, so we don't know what's going to happen there and what's going to choose because of the wages and all of that. And there's the Georgie Mendes um, aspect of, you know, we don't really know how much of the news that we're getting are accurate and how much is agent talk and all of that. But um, it all seems to suggest that uh, Pac really wants this player. and. For me, that's just one more confirmation of he is the exact type of midfielder that I think that we like at this moment. And so if it if it goes through, I'm going to be very, very happy because we haven't had uh, a pure DM in so long. We haven't really replaced him under Matic, uh, Matic um, and what he does for, for our side in so long. So um, just get me a competent person that can defend well, that can cover transitions, that can tackle, that knows how to commit uh, an important foul um, because it's better at that moment tactical foul so he is that person and if we get it over the line I'm going to be over the moment
0: yes I mean I've been crying for a defensive midfielder for a long long while so to have one and a proper one um, in this team uh, would be fantastic I mean yeah I mean I wrote I wrote an article on the kind of defensive midfielder aspect of especially not just getting a defensive midfielder in, but getting someone that complements Enzo. Their, their Enzo's deficiencies match um, the other defensive midfielder's abilities um, in terms of how he excels. And I think you're right in the aspect of they do complement each other very well. I think the set-piece thing, while it is a concern, I'm not too worried about it because we've had Jorginho and Kante in the midfield, who are not the best of headers and uh, the most biggest of midfielders in the world. So, I think we've dealt with that before, and I, I don't think that's too much of a problem when you've got people like Badia Sheila and Fafana, who are big centre, actually. Fantastic, yeah. Silva, who is Tiago Silva. Uh, you can't really say anything more about that. Um, so, I, th- I think we, will sh- we should be okay uh, in that aspect. Um, and then the kind of yellow card thing, I think. As, someone, as a player matures a little bit more, he might start picking up less yellow cards. Um, but if he picks up yellow cards, hopefully we'll have potential replacements in to replace him. And Obviously, there is the potential that Chelsea could pull it out of the bag and get both Caetano and Agate in, which would be very, very fantastic to hear. Uh, to not just get one defensive, like-minded midfielder, but to get potentially more than one would be fantastic. But... We'll have to see how that goes, uh, and see if the the crazy win for Windmill uh, Chelsea can keep going and give us these players. Um, but that is it to what has been a wonderful pod, uh, a wonderful returning pod, which we will keep going. Uh, me, Carlito, uh, Jesters, and his friend Paul will be on for next pod, which might be out while you get this one. Uh, but stay tuned and listen to that. Um, Jess, thank you for coming on on your debut to the pod. It was a pleasure having you and I can't wait to have you on again.
1: Thank you so much. It was, it was an honour to be here and to talk Chelsea, talk about a, a wonderful women's team and, and maybe the excitement over the new season, both with the women's and the, the men's team. And again, it's such an honour and um, thank you. I'm just very, very grateful for the opportunity.
0: Perfect. We would love to have you on again because it is great to have As the name says, fans from worldwide and obviously ticking off the box of having a South American and a Brazilian on um, is fantastic to have. Uh, So thank you very much for coming on. Uh, And thank you to everyone that has listened. Obviously, make sure you check us out on Spotify and Apple and other uh, podcast platforms of choice. Uh, Make sure you give us a like review. um, And if you want to drop us in any listener questions, we're more than happy to answer some uh, in the following weeks, uh, you can check us out at Worldwide Chelsea or worldwidechelsea.pod articles. Um, finally, check out the website www.worldwidechurch.com and of course, make sure you check out our article uh, written by me, The Defensive Midfielder Conundrum, which will be on the website in the blog section. Uh, so, thank you for what was a wonderful women's season. We can't wait for the next one. Please announce Lawrence. Please announce Katerina and please get some more. We want it.
1: We want to win this Champions League. Let's go Chelsea. We're in. Up for Chelsea.